0: Previously on Uncharted Territory.
1: Since Guide and Scientist seem to be getting along a lot better than I thought they would, given how little time they knew each other for… Wait… How could I think that was surprising at all when I was… Well, in the situation that I was in. My relationships with them moved even faster, seeing it in action between others, made it really obvious just how quickly things progressed. After dropping everything from the lab off in the chest, save for the things I needed for the boss fight, I went over to the workbench and searched for what I needed to summon the next boss. The Decoded Z Tracking Implant. All it took to make was going to any workbench while having the Z-tracking implant in my inventory to create. How a simple workbench with no tools was able to reverse-engineer a tracking implant, I had no idea. But I wasn't going to complain about it. All that mattered was that I turned the tracking implant into the official item needed to summon the boss. And that meant it was time for me, Ninja, and Mimic to go and deal with the next boss the zombie Goliath. Now, I knew what to expect because of having his patterns in the game mastered, so I explained all of his usual patterns to Ninja while we walked to the boss arena I fought the other bosses at. Ninja was, of course, impressed with every little bit of knowledge that I had to share with her. Her praise for knowing even random trivia was always a great way to boost my ego, Not that it needed to be boosted any more than it already was, given that I was in a relationship with three beautiful women. And once we made it to the boss arena, I made sure to set down both of the turrets we acquired from the mini-dungeon. Their damage output was probably enough to kill the boss all on their own in a pretty reasonable amount of time. And to try to keep them a bit extra safe, I built some stone pillars to set them up on top of. One pillar for each turret. I destroyed the temporary stairs leading up to them so that no enemies would be able to get to them either. Well, if any flying monsters spawned during the night, they would technically be able to reach the turrets. But the turrets could easily snipe those out of the sky before they got close enough to damage them. So, with everything set up, I looked at my companions and said, I think we're ready. Mimic saluted with its tongue, and Ninja nodded, placing her hand on the handle of her sheathed blade. All that was left to do then was to take the summoning item out from my inventory and click the obvious red button on top of it. The decoded Z-tracking implant basically just looked like a tracking chip with a button on it. It didn't really make sense when thinking about it. A tracking implant was supposed to go inside of the thing it was tracking. So, if it wasn't inside of what it was supposed to be tracking, then how could it summon the boss? Not only that, but why would there be a button on top of it just because it became decoded? Well, it might not have made any sense in the real world, but we were basically in a video game world. That made it more acceptable. Lazy and nonsensical, but acceptable. I looked Mimic and Ninja over again before pressing the button. The item disappeared a second later to be replaced by the sound of a distant beep. 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 The sound reminded me of those games and movies where a radar was scanning an area and would pass over something, and then it would make that little blip noise and the beeping was getting louder and louder. I should have had my guard up a bit more, probably, but Ninja's ears twitched each time that we heard the beep. I couldn't even focus on anything else. All I could do was watch her ears twitch. I even found my hands instinctively reaching out to grope them without realizing what I was doing. But I managed to stop myself before her ears fell victim to my hands. Ninja didn't need to get all excited and worked up right before a battle. Really? I didn't need to be either. So I shook my head and forced myself to step ahead of her so that I couldn't see her ears anymore. The last thing I wanted was for any of us to be distracted, lower our guards, and to get hurt during the battle. Dying was still a possible option, even if I was confident in our abilities. But before the boss battle could begin... Its associated event came first. The zombie apocalypse. The sky turned darker than usual. The moon turned a light shade of green. And the groans of zombies could be heard from all around us as that repetitive beeping grew louder and louder in the distance. Our boss arena was still lit up, thanks to all the campfires and torches, though. Now, while walking to the boss arena... I had an idea. I thought about building a bunker we could attack the zombies through. That was what I would have done in the original game. Build a bunker with some holes in the walls to attack the zombies through, then leave the bunker once the boss arrived. But after what happened in the mini-dungeon, I don't want to get us stuck in any enclosed spaces we couldn't easily escape from. Not to mention that I had no idea if there were going to be any new threats thrown. The good news was that we turned out to not really need that. At least, not right away, from what I could see. A couple dozen zombies climbed up out of the ground in different directions, sure. But, because we were in an actual world that was huge compared to the video games world, they looked pretty spread out, and few in number in comparison. They were all just normal zombies, too. Slow and weak, The turrets were able to wipe most of them out before they could even get close to us. Me and Ninja didn't really get to do anything either. Mimic did most of the work for the first few waves of zombies that spawned, or, well, did whatever work the turrets didn't do. It was actually going really smoothly. Way smoother than I expected it would. The turrets, combined with Mimic, were just too strong. There was no point in me and Ninja trying to help because... Anything we tried to run toward would have been killed before we could reach them. Though, to be fair, it was also an easy event in the original game. There were future events and wave defense situations where zombies actually posed a huge threat. But they weren't even the main enemies in those events. The only specifically zombie-themed event was, well, as it was clear, pretty simple. It didn't help that we had to fight for our lives against far stronger and faster zombies in the mini-dungeon. Normal zombies felt (laughs) extremely pathetic in comparison to that. But it made sense. Progression-wise, the mini-dungeon was far more difficult than the event leading up to the boss, and it was designed that way on purpose. Then the boss would be a bit harder than surviving the dungeon, at least the normal mini-dungeon. The abnormality probably boosted the mini-dungeon's difficulty up to be several times more challenging than the boss.
0: Lord Player? Is it supposed to be this... easy?
1: Ninja asked.
0: You said this would be called the zombie apocalypse, but I feel this is very... non-apocalyptic.
1: Well, I said, in the original game, if you were a new player who didn't know what to expect, then it was pretty easy to get overwhelmed by the amount of zombies— but when we have turrets and Mimic killing them all as soon as they spawn, they never get a chance to build up into a threatening force.
0: Oh, I see. I... It's kind of
1: boring, huh? A different voice asked. Dungeon Master. Time froze. And everybody else around me with it. Only me and Dungeon Master were still able to move and talk. (sighs) Didn't expect to see you again so soon. I said. (laughs) Miss me? He asked in response. Wait, don't answer that. You have three beauties now. (laughs) There's no way you'd miss me when you've got them. There's also the fact that you're behind all of this and throwing enemies at me that want to genuinely kill me. Dungeon Master wore a pretty innocent expression on his face as he playfully stuck his tongue out at me. (laughs) Anyways, this whole little event has been pretty boring. You're too strong. As the Dungeon Master, who also goes by the name Dungeon Master, I feel like I'm failing as the DM. It's just a slog to go through where you're waiting for an arbitrary number of zombies to be dead before the boss spawns. A good DM has to keep things exciting, right? I think the abnormality was exciting enough. Dungeon Master huffed. You're so much more boring-sounding when you talk to me. When you talk to your girlfriends, you're all cute and happy and smiling and nice. When you talk to me, you're all boring and serious. Maybe I should turn myself into a cute girl, (laughs) and then you can flirt with me, too. I'm not that easy. Really? Dungeon Master narrowed his eyes at me. You're a nerd who spent all his free time playing video games. Even if you already have three girlfriends, do you really think you could resist if I turned myself into a cute girl? Considering who you are and what you're responsible for, yes. Hmph. <laughs> we'll see about that. Anyways, aside from the fact that there's no way you'd be able to resist my charms if I actually tried, did you appreciate the research option I added for you? I figured that was you. What do you get out of helping me with that? I don't get how you're trying to kill me and then making my life easier afterward. That feels like an abusive relationship. Dungeon Master giggled before asking, (laughs) Have you forgotten my name and role already? What is a DM's job if not to be the abuser in a relationship? A DM's entire purpose is to string the heroic players along, throw dangerous threats at them, reward them for their efforts and in ingenuity, and keep them both challenged and rewarded throughout the campaign. Of course, sometimes the DM might make a mistake and throw an unbalanced encounter at the players and kill them. Or maybe the DM will give them some special items that are way too good and make everything too easy. But. The whole point is to provide a challenge to the players. When the DM is good enough, it's up to the players whether they survive and save the world from the BBEG. Or if they die and get crushed into dust while leaving behind a world destined to ruin. A proper DM is no more than a judge. Neither good nor evil. Neither a friend nor an enemy. The next thing I knew, Dungeon Master appeared directly in front of me. But he... Rather, she was different. Her hair grew longer and blonde. Her facial features were feminine and cute. And her sparkling eyes demanded attention as she reached up and placed her hands on my cheeks to keep my head still.
0: Neither good nor evil. Neither a friend nor an enemy. Boy or girl, who knows. But I do know your heart is beating faster now.
1: I swatted his... No... Her... or... or just... I swatted their hands away and stepped back, causing them to giggle a little. "'I like people who are my friends,' I said. "'Not people who refuse to pick a side.'
0: "'Oh? If that's the case, then I am entirely on your side,'
1: Dungeon Master said.
0: "'Just as a proper DM is on the side of their players.' A DM may control the BBEG, but a DM also controls all the friends and allies made along the journey, and all are used with the intent of providing the best possible experience for the players.
1: Are you saying you're in control of the others? Guide, ninja, scientist, mimic? Uh,
0: There you go again, asking questions that would be no fun if I answered. So, since we've reached that point in our conversation again, let's get back to what really matters. This zombie event is boring. It's called the Apocalypse, but this is hardly an apocalypse. Let's make things more interesting. Five minutes. That's how much time I'll give you to prepare. Prepare for what? You'll find out. Prepare how? That's up to you. It's only fair that I gave you the chance to prepare, since things are being changed without any advance warning. Wait, I guess this kind of counts as an advance warning.
1: Has the timer started?
0: You're so... Boring. If you're going to ask me a question, can't you, like, at least ask me how I got to be so cute and quirky? The answer is by spending too much time on the internet, by the way. I figured. The clock is ticking, my boring little player. You better get started. You'll probably die if you want to spend the next few minutes flirting with me instead. Not that I would object to that. I've never had a human flirt with me before. Oh, wait, I know! <clears throat>
1: Dungeon Master cleared their throat, before a couple of pointed, blonde-furred cat ears popped out from the top of their head. There was an equally matching feline tail casually swishing around behind them now, too.
0: There we go. There's already a wolf girl, and now there's a cat person. Wait, a cute blonde cat person with a confusing gender. Hmm, that feels too familiar. Maybe I should try changing my hair color. Oh, I have an idea.
1: The next second, freckles popped up all over their face.
0: There we go. Blonde cat person with freckles. That feels unique enough now.
1: I have to admit, freckles are underrated.
0: Right? The clock is still ticking even though I'm monologuing at you, by the way.
1: Right. I needed to prepare. Given that the whole point was the event being underwhelming, it was pretty easy to figure out what was going to happen. The good news was that I kept plenty of stone blocks in my inventory just in case I ever needed something to build with in a hurry. So, I got to building. I knew the zombies were probably about to get a lot tougher and some major reinforcements, so I built a pretty sloppy-looking bunker of sorts. It was a basic square, but it was elevated off the ground, with two entrances opposite of each other. Because the entire bunker was elevated on a few pillars... I left gaps in the walls near the floor so that we could attack the zombies while they gathered around the bunker. Putting the holes in the walls up higher wouldn't let us attack them, since they weren't tall enough to reach up there. There were no stairs leading up to any of the entrances, so the bunkers had to be jumped in and out of. I figured that would make it harder for the zombies to potentially break through the doors. Then, I moved one of the campfires to the inside of the bunker for light and I created a staircase in the center of it that led up to the roof. That way, we could potentially escape by jumping from the roof if we needed to. Ninja could stay up there, too, to keep an eye out for any other potential threats. It was a pretty quick and simple bunker, but it was probably good enough. I also made sure to build it between the two turret pillars, with each turret being able to cover one of the entrances. And I raised the turrets up some more so that they could potentially shoot over the roof as well.
0: I have to be honest,
1: Dungeon Master said.
0: I'm impressed you built this so quickly.
1: Getting good at building emergency bunkers with whatever you have on hand is always useful in games like this, I explained.
0: You know, it's possible that I could set you up with a computer, and then I can get my own... And we could totally play games together whenever you have nothing else to do.
1: I'm pretty sure I'm not going to run out of things to do anytime soon.
0: (laughs) True. Especially with three girlfriends, am I right?
1: Dungeon Master shot a pair of finger guns at me.
0: But that sucks at the same time. Ever since I've discovered the joy of video games, the others are just so boring. All they care about is humanity and... Oops! (laughs) Almost said a spoiler. (laughs) Oh wait, I'm a cat person now. Should I say... Nya! (laughs) Instead?
1: Nya! I cringed when I heard that.
0: Oh, come on. You're a guy who spent all his free time playing games, and you downloaded a bunch of waifu mods. You don't get to cringe when somebody goes, Nya! We both know you probably looked at hentai, too. Uh,
1: Reading it is one thing, but hearing somebody actually say it? I've just always felt bad for the voice actors whenever they had to read dialogue like that. Hearing you say it makes me think of them. Just think of some poor person hired to read a script for something, and they have to go... Nya? Yeah. ...like an anime cat girl.
0: They've probably read worse. Like dialogue and cheesy and unrealistic sex scenes that would never happen in reality. You know, like... Ah! It feels funny when you touch me there, oni chance
1: Stop! Even if we're real people, I'm imagining some poor voice actor having to read that. Dungeon Master giggled to themselves for a couple of moments before sighing and looking at Ninja.
0: (sighs) I'm jealous of them. But it is what it is. I have a role to play, and can't abandon my duty.
1: They looked at me again.
0: I hope you survive, player. No DM wants to see their players lose, but it's our responsibility to kill them if they don't prove themselves. And the reward for surviving until the end of this campaign will be far greater than simply having satisfaction and getting good roles. By the way, Normal teeth or sharp fangs?
1: I wasn't sure what they were getting at, but since they looked like a cat... Sharp fangs? Dungeon Master then appeared directly in front of me again and opened up their mouth wide. The ends of their lips curled upward into a smile as they stuck a finger into their mouth to point at their now incredibly sharp fangs. Like this? It's... it's fitting. They closed their mouth and smiled a cat-like grin at me.
0: (laughs) Imagining me biting you with fangs this sharp?
1: Imagining you biting me to try and kill me does fit my image of you better.
0: Jeez, you treat me like I'm some murder hobo. Just because I'm a powerful entity comparable to a god by human standards who is sending threats to you without your consent to see if they kill you or if you survive doesn't mean I'm evil. I mean, sure, it kind of sounds evil when put like that. But...
1: They paused and slipped their hands up to my face again, gently holding each of my cheeks as they stared into my eyes.
0: It's for your own good. It's for humanity's good. A little evil's all right if it's for the greater good, isn't it?
1: A little evil for the greater good. Hearing that caused a pain in my chest. And it wasn't my own pain. It was the pain of one who couldn't make a decision and resulted in losing everybody she cared about. I pushed Dungeon Master's hands away from me and said, True good can never make use of evil.
0: That's awfully idealistic of you. Don't tell me. You're the kind of guy who, if given a choice between a great evil and the lesser evil, you would rather not play at all?
1: No. Not playing at all is just being complacent and gets nothing done. But if both options are evil, then I believe in forcing a new option.
0: Huh and to think I called you idealistic before hearing that. Well, my idealistic little player, let's see how that works out for you. If you will be paralyzed by indecision when the time comes, or if you will truly be able to force a better option into reality. As your DM, I'm excited to see what you think of.
1: I'll try not to disappoint.
0: That's kind of hot. It was
1: my turn to sigh when I heard that. Why are you so flirty all of a sudden? You weren't like this the first time we talked.
0: Who knows? Maybe I developed a crush on you since then. Maybe I'm just horny. Or maybe I'm jealous that I can only live vicariously through my NPCs, unable to genuinely experience what they get to in this world of my creation. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just horny.
1: They even went and knocked on the side of their head while sticking their tongue out at me.
0: Until next time, player. I'm going to go get scolded now for spending more time with you than I was supposed to. But even if it was only for a short time, it's worth whatever punishment they give me.
1: Before I could say anything else, Dungeon Master disappeared from my sight, and the world around me resumed.
0: Lord! Lord Player!
1: Ninja shouted.
0: A a building suddenly appeared!
1: That was all the proof I needed to know that she wasn't aware of anything that just happened. As far as she knew... The bunker I built just appeared out of nowhere in an instant. I'll explain later, I said. We need to get inside. You too, Mimic. And going by the fact that we went from maybe five zombies at a time trying to crawl out from the ground to... what looked like hundreds of them trying to dig out at once, it turned out that my assumption for what Dungeon Master was going to do was right.
0: Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of Uncharted Territory. The excitement, danger, and magic of Uncharted Territory continues to unfold, and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode. So, mark your calendars, because next Friday, we'll dive back into the game world for more action, mystery, and unexpected twists. Before we part ways, remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive. If you have any questions, comments, or fan theories, Tweet at us at utpod-. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.